Hey, beautiful people. My name's Amber, and this is A Nanny's Life. This podcast is dedicated to highlighting the full experience of career caregivers both on and off the clock. So welcome to the potty, friend. Make yourself at home. Okay, friends, what is going on? Um, I feel like it's been a while, uh, but we back. And this week, I have a special guest who... um, I've been chatting with for a good little minute here um, and we are going to talk about nanny life as a newbie versus having a little bit of experience under our belt. So you guys, let's welcome Tanaya to the party. Hi. <laughs> hey friend, how you doing? I'm fantastic. I'm so glad to be here. I'm so glad to speak with you. I feel like we've kind of talked here and there on like Instagram and TikTok so it's nice to like face to well you know face to face yeah, but yeah. yeah yeah I like your voice already this is gonna be a good episode um, I like it <laughs> <laughs> do you want to introduce yourself um tell the people um what you like to be called your pronouns and how long you've been in the childcare industry so my name is Tanaya. Um, as I was telling you, I remind people it sounds like Shania Twain. So Tanaya, mm-hmm. um, my pronouns are she, her. I've worked in childcare professionally about four or five years, but I always tell people 17 because the first baby I ever took care of is 17. Whoa. Um, yeah, and I'm 26, so yeah, do the math. Um, <laughs> And I've been a nanny professionally about eight months. Awesome. Brand new. You still got the rose-colored glasses on. Yeah, (laughs) I I realized very quickly. (laughs) No, but I love that because I feel like there really is a magic when you first get into this industry. Like, your first kiddo that you connect with, like, your first experience of being able to kind of be a little bit more free and really enjoy that connection I miss that magic I want it back I still have it here and there like there were moments there are moments um for sure okay so great so you've been nannying for eight months has it just been one family so far or so I even just in my personal life I'm not big on labels but um so the first position I worked was technically like a mother's helper Uh, I was a stay-at-home mom and Every day was different. I might be, you know, doing pick up and drop off for, she had four kids, um, but I might be doing pick up and drop off for some of the kids. I might be home with the younger one and taking her to play. Um, So every day was different. And I did that for about two months, Um, but they traveled a lot. So I would be like off for six weeks and then I'm like, okay, now I'm finding something else. Um, So then I found my my awesome family I'm with now. I've been with them for about five and a half months. Um, and it's just one kid and she's nine and a half months and she's amazing and learning every day. And every Friday I tell her, I was like, don't do anything new. And she always does. Um, <laughs> but she's amazing. And the family I work with, they're amazing. And I, realized and I acknowledge how lucky I am and I was just telling them yesterday I was like I I I want you to know I know how amazing you are and I appreciate everything that they've done for me for being like a new nanny and Mm -hmm. yeah so I love that so much I love I miss the one kid life my goodness my first I know everyone tells me all the time enjoy it while you can when she was like four months and I started (laughs) 
enjoy it while you can. And now she's trying to walk and she's crawling everywhere. And oh every, I was like, I miss when we would just do tummy time. Mm -hmm. and, just like, and that's the thing, like, enjoy it while you can is hard if you don't, if you haven't experienced the more challenging positions. Mm -hmm. Because, like, looking back, I definitely did not enjoy having one kid the way I should have. My first job was almost three years and I had her from like 12 weeks to mm -hmm. almost three years and um, I loved it. It was incredible, but it was still challenging because it was it was my first time. So, yeah. um, I mean, absolutely enjoy it, but you know, people love to give you advice as if they were talking to their younger selves. <laughs> so how did you first get into childcare? So as I was saying, I always tell people my first baby, she's, she'll be 18 next week and it makes me want to cry. But um, I was taking care, care of kids since I was a kid. I did like daycare at the church. I always was like the neighborhood babysitter. So I've been taking care of kids my whole life. Um, professionally, I started working in a daycare. I had to write the dates down because I'm so bad at like, <laughs> remembering 2018, I started working in actual daycare, um, and I was an infant and toddler teacher, and uh, people always use the word teacher loose loosely, and I'm like, no, we are teaching them how to develop. We are teachers. Um, so I did infant and toddler teachers for about two years, um, and then the pandemic hit, and things are crazy, and then I was crazy, and I actually went into medical field. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I worked in pediatrics. Uh, wow. I was a medical assistant. So, you know, bring them back to the room, ask 100 questions, height, weight, vitals, and vaccines I did. Yeah, all for little wow. kids. So, I, I've, I, like I said, I've always worked with kids. I've worked in children's museums. Everything has been children. Mm -hmm. uh, but during this time, I lived in Ohio. And the nanny market there is so different. I, it's, and I had looked into it while I was there. Um, the pay was pretty low, like 12, not even $15. Um, but the expectations and were very high. Um, and I was just like, oh, that's not what I'm looking for. And the city I worked in was like a medium sized city. We had one agency. Wow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> one. And they actually closed during the pandemic too. So oh, it was like, when, when they were needed the most, right. they were gone. Um, so yeah, and then I moved to Boston in March, um, and I just had, I was like, I don't want to do medical anymore, and I was like, the nanny market here is really awesome, and I found a job within, like, two weeks, which is the, like, mother's helper nanny role, and I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> I, you know, they were just, they were very relaxed, really nonchalant, they were like, you have experience with kids, you have experience with sick kids, why not? And <laughs> I was like, okay, it was good. I really enjoyed it, um, but it wasn't consistent like I needed. And um, once I found my consistent, really good family, we were on a roll. I did my research um, when I knew that I wanted to make it a career. Uh, I followed everyone on Instagram, <laughs> you and, Sarah and Sam and Elle and Cam. I was like, you know, watching yeah. all the reels and taking 
this is my like nanny notebook. I'm like taking notes. I'm like, okay, what do I need to know? I'm on Reddit, reading all kinds of stuff all day and joined all the Facebook groups. And I was like researching. I was like, okay, I, need, I know I need a contract. I know I need benefits, which is stuff like I really honestly would not have known. Mm -hmm. and, um, and a lot of people don't. It, it took me weeks of research to like get it all, like what I need from a family. Um, so when I started interviewing seriously, you know, and I'm telling them these are like the things I need, they're kind of on the fence. Uh, and the family I work with now, as soon as I walked, like interviewed, uh, did a phone interview, the mom was like, this is what we want. We want a contract, we want payroll, we want to give you these benefits. I was like, oh, you, everything I need is what you're, we're on the same page and you know she's like I want you to like come in like and meet us in like two days is that okay and I was like yeah sure and as soon as we met we were like okay so we're good we're we're on the same page let's let's do it and now I've been with them for like five and a half months I think and things have been amazing that is amazing yeah. and let me tell you if that is not the best example of if they wanted to, they would. Like, I know we normally use that phrase to talk about like dating and relationships, but it really, this this internet is out here for everybody, <laughs> families and nannies alike. And some of the best families to work for are already prepared to offer you fair wages and a good working yep. environment and decent benefits. Um, they That's how I know that they see their role as an employer, mm -hmm. not just a client, right? Because yes. we're constantly on this tightrope between serving a client, but also having a boss. Like, it's just... Yeah, and I'm very, like, go with the flow, people-pleasing, mm -hmm. like, oh, yeah, it's fine. So for me to be put in this position where I'm, like, not constantly having to advocate and, like, worry about, oh, are they going to be upset if I say this or that? It's like... For me, it's it's it was it was a blessing because I'm very non-confrontational and I'm just like okay, like yeah, that's fine. And it like and I I'm put in a position where they respect me enough to like not put me in that position to like fight for what I want, fight for what I need. Um, yeah, so I'm like yeah. So my so I'm in these groups all the time. Like I know it's hard to like speak up for yourself, but you should say this and because it's like. Yeah, everyone needs to be respected, and it's it's crazy that you in twenty twenty two it's like, oh yeah, this is a job, right? You right. Need to be treated like an employee, man. Yeah, so true. Yeah. So so true. And you just don't know until you do the research. I I if you ask any of my friends, I just know anything and everything about everything. <laughs> so once I'm like, oh yeah, doing research, that's but people don't know how. It's like research. That is my my jam. You're so. a Capricorn too, right? Yeah. Yeah. I feel you. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So I just need to know everything, and and like I said, my journal has become like my my nanny bible of like everything. So I was like, one day I will share my <laughs> infinite <Yeah>. wisdom. <laughs> I love that. So what, I know you said you pivoted to being a nanny because, you know, you still wanted to be in childcare and the market was good. So what are like 
the best couple things about now being a nanny as opposed to working in a daycare or the medical office? Yeah, I think um, I really like that one-on-one like individualized care. Um, when I worked in daycare, you know, with ratios, I could have six to eight kids by myself or like up to 14. And I mean, this the toddler room, really. Infants was a lot less, but toddlers, we could have up to 14. So you're working on to teaching one, one. No, for two adults, oh, okay. up to 14. Okay. Yeah, yeah. but six lot, to but eight yeah. by myself. Yeah. So even if I was by myself and I had like seven kids, you know, I have one who's 18 months and is really trying to walk and one who's 30 months and we're trying to potty train. It's just so much going on. And it's not realistic to try to do all that, you know, early development and lessons. Like it's no. And to me, for me to be able to cater my, essentially my whole day, my week to this one child and where she is developmentally. We went to the pediatrician. She's like ahead. Like she is, she's got more teeth to send than some kids. She's <laughs> on her way to walking. But really, when you think like, they're getting this individualized care from like essentially someone who's been trained. Like I've taken PTA classes and stuff. I know about child development. I know how to, you know, yeah, she's just picking up Cheerios, but she's, you know, essentially developing her fine motor skills. And I'm like telling her parents that and they're like, Oh, and it's like being able to see just that individual one-on-one and how she's developing. And I've only been with her not even six months. And it's like, every day is different every day and her personality really shines I feel like when they're in a classroom full of kids it's like hard to see how because you know they might be overwhelmed and overstimulated in certain things and just to be able to see how she's thriving just on her own I'm like this is amazing and then we get to like I don't have to have a structured day like we have a daily schedule but like We can go outside when we want because I don't have to worry about like tons of kids, you know, getting all bundled up and stuff. And, you know, one day we might go to the library. One day we might just go for a walk and, you know, we listen to our music and she's very into music. We listen to music all day. She's got several sets of drums. She drums on everything. And it's just like being able to cater just towards her and the things that she likes is something I didn't know that I enjoyed until I've been doing it. It's hard to do with six, eight kids, and it's impossible to do with six to eight kids. Um, And yeah, and I just, I've always been passionate about childcare, um, but just knowing like I have this one kid and I'm shaping her into like this awesome human being. (laughs) Yeah, no, it really is so dope. Yeah, yeah. Even like when we were first start going to the library, um, her parents weren't buying like a ton of toys. So they're like, well, we don't know what she likes. So we'd go to the library, we'd try different toys. And I'm like, okay, these are the ones she really likes. And they buy them and they get to have that time with her and playing with, you know, things she enjoys because they know like, oh, this is something she actually enjoys and not just something we got. And we get to have that time to just enjoy it with her instead of figuring it out. It's what I get to do. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
But then I'm like, you know, being able to pass that along, like, hey, these are the things she's really enjoying and they're just able to enjoy that time they have with her doing the things that she's loving. It's, yeah. And then they send me the pictures. I'm like, yeah, yeah, she, she's, yeah, she, this is how she is with me, <laughs> like, enjoying her life. That's, you know, it's interesting. I never really think about how much more of a relationship you get to build with parents when you're in the home versus in a center. Um, I did like a little five month bid in a center. I wasn't built for it um, (laughs) for a lot of reasons. But um, I remember one of the biggest struggles for me was I wanted to connect with parents because I was a nanny first. Um, Mm -hmm. And then I worked in a center for a little minute and went back to nanny life. So I was used to, like you said, this personalized care. Um, And none of the other teachers where I was were interested in that. Like we literally had one kid who no one read her little chart that said that she likes cold bottles. So she wouldn't eat at all. And I started working there and I was like, well, do we think she's not eating because it's a hot bottle and she's used to, you know, cold? Um, And the parents that I worked with at the center would remark like, you actually talk to us. You actually give us details, you know? I was actually told that I care too much and I was like, they're they're children. Same. Mm -hmm. Someone has to. Oh, Mm -hmm. you're getting too invested and they're kids. They're here with us eight, ten hours a day. They go home, they sleep eight, ten hours a day. We are mm. the biggest part of their lives, but you're telling me I care too much. Mm. Yeah. I was like, never in my life. I mean, I've heard it before, obviously, but I was like, we're caring yeah. for children. Yeah. I feel like sometimes centers focus on the bottom line a lot. And so it becomes, you know, you take in as many kids as you can in order to make as much money as you can. And it becomes just like raising cattle. Like you're just shuffling them from one position to the next. First we change everyone's diaper, then we give everyone a bottle, then we put everyone together on the floor so we can clean up what we just, the mess we just made. And then we yeah. do it all over again, you know, every And I hours. think too, like, a, like being able to mix the day around, like she's going through this regression and we don't know why. Um, so it's like, okay, her day's been pushed back an hour and we don't have to worry about, well, everyone has to take a nap at the same time because that's what right. we're like. It's like, okay, well, we can stay at the library a little bit longer and like let you crawl around and get some energy burned out and then try and take a nap. Like that personalized care every, I mean, you know, even working in daycare when parents are like, oh, well, they didn't have a good night last night. And it's like, well, this is what we're doing today. This is the structure. Like, this is what we're and it's like they're not adults I was like I can't even I need structure I need you know to I was like oh if I need to sleep in like I need to sleep in so imagine telling a one-year-old like oh well you can't come and take a nap it's time for story time like what right wow yeah yeah it's it's, I love like I'm able to (laughs) cater to her but you know essentially yeah yeah but it helps the adults day too it's not everyone wins when we can be flexible for these kiddos because listen if they're having a hard time we are having a hard time so (laughs) (laughs) very much so yeah so what have been some challenges are there any things that you miss from working in a more institutionalized setting 
Yeah, so I mean, the big thing is obviously um, you're, you are your own coworker. There is no one else. Mm-hmm. Uh, the dad for the family I work with, he works from home, but <laughs> it's like not the same. Right. Um, so yeah, it's me and the baby and the dog all day. Um, so it took me, because I'm, I'm new to the city, so I don't really have, I had no idea where to even meet other nannies. So going to the library was where we started meeting other nannies, other nanny kids. And you you get to meet a good majority of nannies and being new, like you see a lot of things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then you're like, okay, well, these people are very nice, like human beings, maybe outside of work and mm-hmm. not when I work caring for kids. Um, I've seen a lot of things that I'm like, some people, you can tell that they've been in it for a while and they're kind of over it. That's what it is. That really is what it is. Like some days I have to remind myself like to give adults grace as well, Mm -hmm. because if you think about like some people do this for like 40 years, you know, and they've been through all the different ebbs and flows of the industry and the world that we live in you know and it's it's hard for them mentally sometimes and it manifests (laughs) visibly (laughs) in public sometimes so I try to remind myself like you're only 12 years into this like that's what I'm like you know you can't it's like you said give them grace (laughs) I think the biggest difference for me is having people understand like I'm not a babysitter. So when I talk about my day and I'm like, you know, I, if I, I commute right now, uh, cause Boston is a very like public transportation heavy city. Um, so I usually take the train into work. If I have to be to work early, um, because both parents are going to the office or something, my commute is almost an hour and a half just cause of traffic. Mm. And, it gets bad. So when I say like, oh, I'm exhausted, they're like, oh, you were just with the baby all day. And I was like, yeah, but my day started at 6 a.m. and I had to get on the train at 6.30. And Do you, Wait, so how long is your work day? Um, I usually work 9 to 5. Um, so if both parents go to the office, I have to get there at 8. Yeah, that's a long day. And it is. And it's like, yeah, you know, I work 9 to 5 or 8 to 5 that day, but... You know, I my commute was very long, and then maybe she didn't sleep well, or maybe the dog decided today's the day we're just gonna bark all day. And I, like I said, I'm a very big people pleaser, so like if both parents are going to the office, like I try to make their night easier. So I'm like, maybe I, you know, did an extra set of dishes or laundry or whatever. Um, and it's never like the expectation. I think I like want to put that out there people are like oh I would never I was like it's not the expectation it has never been the expectation it's just because I'm a people pleaser I'm like well I have a little extra downtime I'm like let me do a little extra um but there's more than just like sitting and playing with the baby all day and people don't understand that and it's like no it's like like a legit job it's it's a job it's yeah maybe I don't have to talk all day with people with like you do but it's it's work. <laughs> I think, though, to I want to address your, you said sometimes you want to help set up their evening a little bit better. I think that's dope. I don't think there's anything wrong with doing a little extra when you have both the time and the energy. And that's part of why I miss only having one nanny kid. Because yeah. 
I, I got three now and they are two and almost four and six and there are just so many variables you know so many extra facts <laughs> man um so there's so many things that literally like I will intend like I will walk into work like I don't really do um their laundry much anymore and it we never talked about me not doing their laundry I just don't ever get to it um and you know thankfully my bosses haven't um been upset about that they just kind of do it themselves but it really is part of working with multiple children like you are less available to almost serve the parents if that Mm -hmm. makes sense in the household you really just have to focus on the kids so I think it's beautiful to be able to do a little bit extra when you have one and I feel like a lot of families um appreciate that because for us it's like we sign up to work with children because we love children but for them they're constantly trying to legitimize this expense in their mind yeah and I think that's fair you know as them on the other side I think it's fair that they um are always weighing (laughs) the pros and cons of paying someone's entire salary mutual like I know some days when like I said the the dad I work with, he works from home. So he's he's hearing that it's been a crazy day. Like he'll, you know, go, he'll do the dishes or he'll wash the bottles and stuff like that. It's very like mutual and so appreciated. And, you know, the mom, she travels for work a lot. So, you know, if I know she's coming back, I'm like making sure there's extra milk so she doesn't have to worry about bottling everything up right away or like, taking food out of the freezer for the baby because then that's one less thing they have to worry about. It's just like, I have the time, I have kind of energy, and it's like, I don't mind that they, you know, they treat me very well. (laughs) That's the thing, uh, if there's an all-hands-on-deck approach, yeah, oh yeah, then it's all good, you know? I feel like it just, it only gets hard when you feel like you're the only person doing things. Mm-hmm. When you feel like it, it all falls on you simply because you're getting paid to do it. Um, yeah. There'll be days I'm like leaving and I was like, and her clothes are in the dryer and I didn't get to put them away, but I can get to it tomorrow. And they're like, it's fine. <laughs> it's, it, it's okay. Like, I'm like, no, like I can't just leave it. And they're like, it's fine. <laughs> you're such a cap. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> Cause I'm like that too. Like I won't even start laundry if I don't think I'll be able to finish it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, cause I didn't want to leave it in between. Yeah. <laughs> or I'll like put it in the washing machine and it's like you can just leave it I'll, I'm gonna start it in the morning <laughs> and they're like it's okay <laughs> yeah I worked for so before this job I worked for a single parent by choice and this parent also happened to be very type A like very very type A um, and you know I would leave one sleep sack not where it belonged and she would be like you left the house a mess so then going into this job, I was like shell-shocked a little bit. I had a little PTSD. So I would get home and remember like, oh man, I left something or whatever. And my boss now is very type A, but she's not the type to project it onto me. So she's just like, don't worry, like it's not a big deal. Um, but yeah, it can be it can be nerve-wracking sometimes. Yeah, when I first started... I was like, I would lose sleep. I was like, oh, I didn't, I filled the bottle or the bottle 
sanitizer and I didn't start it and they're gonna have a bunch of bottles like it takes two seconds to press the button and like it's okay it's, it's okay I would lose sleep and I'd like leave something there I'm like oh my god I left the bag and then they're like oh it's okay like you'll be back tomorrow right I'm like yeah mm -hmm. it's like yeah I will I, I promise I think that's part of like the research I'm like reading about other families and there's like Oh, uh, like I need to make sure like I'm on my P's and Q's and my I's are dotted, my T's are crossed and everything's fine. And they're like, you're, you're fine. <laughs> and I'm like, are you sure? Like, would you tell me? Is you, what's your, is that your love language though? Words of affirmation? Uh, no, I think it's acts of service. It's yeah. Yeah. So I think in me asking, it's more like, what can I do to like make things better? Yeah. Yeah. No, I feel that. And being a nanny, it can be hard because there's no metric, there's no rubric, there's no like, you got everything done today, great. Like, you get an A plus for the day. We don't have that at all. And the more lax the family is, while that's a beautiful thing for like function, <laughs> it's like they're like not even really thinking that way. It's like, yeah, it's fine, whatever. So then you go home and you're like, well, I didn't do this and I didn't do that, but maybe tomorrow I'll try it. And. I have no idea how I'm doing. <laughs> I was like, well, like uh, they have a friend that's getting married in the springtime and their baby's going to be like the flower girl or something. <laughs> and so they're like, okay, we're going on this trip in the spring. I was like, oh, so you plan to keep me around that long? Great. <laughs> I love that. That's going to be so cute. I did that with my first baby. Oh, It was very, very cute. She was the best flower girl. So let's talk about the nanny community. Yeah. And how you have, I know you talked about finding some local nannies <laughs> by going out and visiting, but you also have really jumped into the online nanny community. Um, I think you contribute in a very meaningful way. So how, what was the process like for you, like discovering the groups, the pages, all that stuff? So I'm very heavy on Facebook groups anyways. Any TV show I'm obsessed with, any thing I'm trying to do, I will find the Facebook group for it. I will start a Facebook group for it. Um, when I lived in Ohio, I started like a local like book club because I was like getting back into reading. So I was like, oh, I'm gonna start like a romance young adult book club. Like, and I started a Facebook group and we did that for a few months. Um, so I already knew like that's where I wanted to start. You know, you, I think social media has become one of our greatest search engines. Google is there, but you know, I always start with, well now TikTok, honestly. I always start with TikTok. Yes, you are on TikTok. Um, yeah, <laughs> so I always, I started with just like a day in the life of a nanny, black nannies, um, you know, stuff like that to start. Then I go to Instagram, I'm like, nanny live. Uh, and I think that's probably how you came up because that's like one of the first things people search. Yeah. Um, you know, in Black Nanny, that's how, you know, you always have to put like black and you, you do. Um, and then uh, Pinterest, which Pinterest just brings me to TikTok. But that's where I found like my niche. I was like, if I'm going to get into like the nanny social media, Pinterest is almost an untapped market. So I'm like working on that. Um, but I'm seeing all these videos and even though a lot of you guys make these funny reels, it, it, it is actual content, it is actual stuff people need to read, it's actual stuff people need to learn. Um, so then I'm looking, you know, 
well, a lot of people are making these, like, I think they're called, like, infographs, but, like, what you need for benefits, what you need in a contract, and it's like, wow, these, like, that's how, that's, all my research really came from social media, and, and very little Googling, because <laughs> um, I feel like Google, especially for, you know, Nanny, you get more of, like, the parent perspective, which is Absolutely. also important, but... Um, you're telling me like the average nanny cost in Boston is $15. Oh, no, 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 no. Um, so that's why I left Google at that point and was like, I need to hear from real people. Um, so I think besides you, one of the first other pages I was on was, uh, Sarah, the modern nanny. I love her so yeah. much. Oh my God. Her content is so funny. Um, and um, the Sam, the high network nanny. Mm -hmm. um, we love Sam too. <laughs> so then I was just like, it was just a different perspective because I was like, oh, I never thought like tax bracket wise, like working for a higher network family. I was like, and that's when I learned like, okay, nannying is a luxury, which is what I tell people like all the time now in Facebook groups. I'm like, no, nannies are a luxury, and if they can't afford them, you, they need to find other options. <laughs> like, because yeah, this is our absolutely. job. We should, you know, earn a living wage, and that's something I honestly did not know. But yeah, I tell people social media is going to be like your best search engine, honestly, for any career, because that's where you're going to get the real, transparent like take on the industry. I love hearing this though. It's, it really confirms because, you know, I feel like the past two and a half years have been really big for the nanny industry on social media. I feel like a lot of us have decided to, you know, show up and, you know, make noise. And this is like a testament to that it's effective. It's working. People are learning. Things are changing. We're all growing. Like, I love it. Yeah. I love to hear it. I love it's to see amazing. it. I will say, I have this thing about, like, TikTok nannies who, like, show everything. Like, mm -hmm. where they're going, the names of the places, the kids, the outside mm -hmm. of the school. And I'm like, like I said, I research everything. And when I was in high school, I did um, speech and debate, and I did a lot of, like, human trafficking research. Mm. I met with human trafficking victims and did a whole school, like presentation and stuff so when I see those kinds of things I'm like you can still make wonderful nanny content without putting yourself and your nanny family in like a dangerous position so that's my my preaching to the you know masses of the day but like I was like I see a lot of nannies making wonderful content fun content but it's like we're kind of crossing the the lines and it's like mm -hmm. well you saw you remember i had to recently dial it back a lot and it was very disappointing for my nanny family yeah and their you know friends and extended family um but the my account grew mm -hmm. um it started off as you know just a little baby just a little engine that could account yeah. and it was mostly to keep family um, informed and updated, but I felt like I'm already serving families with my work. Yeah. I need to use this platform to serve 
nannies, mm-hmm. um, not families. So that's where my content sort of shifted. Um, and in April, for anyone listening who doesn't know, um, in April I discovered that there was an account on YouTube that was stealing all my content and reposting it and it was doing well i mean (laughs) there was like one video of me singing to a two-year-old when she was a baby and this guy had like 400,000 views on youtube of a video of me singing but would not tag me or give me any credit um and because of that i was unaware that it was out there and when i discovered it someone sent it to me and was like oh you're killing it on youtube and i was like i'm not on youtube um so i did some more research and found that this guy had made a four minute video about me and my career this person went on my instagram page and took because i had highlights for each kid Again, I had less than a thousand followers and it was mostly family and friends who were my daily interaction on Facebook who were engaging with me. So I had highlights of each of the kids. Um, I had highlights of some of our experiences around Atlanta and this guy took all of that and compiled it and made literally a, it was a great video, but it was showing their faces. It was showing, um, you know, like their neighborhood a lot, which is fairly known um, where we are. And it was all without my permission, without any consideration for me, without any consideration for them, their parents. Um, so I shut it down and now you don't really get to see their faces um, because I didn't want to be responsible for that, yeah. you know? And it's not... I mean, if we really talk about it, those kids have not consented to being all over the internet. And TikTok shows you like how many people are saving your videos. Yeah. And I was like, Mm -hmm. why are thousands of people saving? Like, it's just, I don't even want to think about it, but it's like, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's, yeah. It's not even how many people are watching it. Who's watching it. It's like, why are you saving it? Yeah. And TikTok makes it too easy. Like you can just download a video and put it somewhere else. And no one would ever know. I mean, that recently they've started showing you which users save your content. It'll say they added it to their favorites, but that's how all my content was being, well, well, it was first taken from TikTok. And then because I have the same handle, yeah, they went to my Instagram and stuff like that. So it's just like, like you said, it's, there's a way to make meaningful, effective content, authentic content without putting the kids your nanny family and yourself at risk because it only takes one time to get caught slipping you know i they follow i don't follow a lot of like family or mommy tiktoks but there's this one um tasia alexa she's just funny um but she had to take her kids out of their daycare because so, and she doesn't even show the daycare but someone found it because of the teacher's name and they knew the locate like the area and they found her kids daycare and i was just like that's so sad it's scary yeah, yeah. so i was like no uh, we do um the family i work with we have like a shared google photos album so i get to and they share it with like their extended family so we're just getting notifications all day we're all just like adding pictures of the baby and the dog <laughs> and and that's like the best way to like get, everyone gets pictures all day long all the aunts uncles grandma great grandma and yeah, we have a family photo stream too, but um, 
<clears throat> maybe I should add the extended family on. It was it was complicated first because it was a share. So it was like we already have four parents and a nanny. We probably shouldn't, you know, add thirty more people. But you make you, you bring up a good point. I should I should put that back into practice <laughs> a little bit. I, and I didn't actually even know about the Google Photos. I got a notification that a couple, like a while ago, and it's like, your iCloud storage is full. And it's just full of pictures of the baby and the dog. Absolutely. Um, so Absolutely. I said something, and they're like, oh, well, we have like Google Photos. And it's like, yeah, please add me. <laughs> so I can get, I, I don't want to delete them. There's some really good pictures. Like, I don't want to delete them. And I was like, I send them, I don't want to send them 20 pictures a day. And I was like, I don't know what to do. And they're like, oh, we can just add it to the Google Photos. Like, they wouldn't mind. <laughs> oh, I know. I currently have 69,000 photos and 5,400 videos. And I guarantee you it's 80% children. Yeah. yeah. I was like, it's sad. And not in like a sad, sad way, but like, it's like I have more pictures of my nanny than my nieces. I was like, listen, we need... But you're with them. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. You know, those moments happen and you're just like, paparazzi. <laughs> I love it. So tell me how you're feeling about sustainability, like your long-term outlook for nanny life, just with this eight months of experience. How are you feeling about it? Yeah, that? I think I can definitely... I know, like this is where I'm meant to be. Um, like taking care of children. I I really wish, and I was like, maybe I need to do my own, but I really wish I could find like a center that just like, just tailors my needs. I thought about teaching. I was just, but this is just like my, this is my jam. <laughs> so this is mm -hmm. my thing. Um, I definitely, I've had thoughts of like, like a resource, you know, instead of just going online, but like, you know, to give you information about lawyers, because I see a lot of people who have issues with like pay and contracts, just giving you resources of like who you can reach out to more. I don't know. I just like, I've been like playing this idea in my head. I was like, there's, there should be another way besides just like Facebook and Reddit and you know social media to like help people. There's so many people with so much knowledge in a non-toxic way, um, yep. and it's like I feel like some people, like I said, like even just in the Facebook groups, like I tell people, like I'm very non-confrontational. This is what you should say, but it's like other people are like, oh well, why are you letting them take advantage of you? You took this job, and it's like no, like. We are childcare providers. We should treat people with care. And it's like things can go real bad real fast. And it's like if they are given a platform to just speak with someone or, you know, where they can get the advice. And like I said, and it's nothing against the Facebook groups. I Like I said, I've gotten a lot of good advice and stuff, but it's like things can turn very quickly. And you're like, the situation becomes stressful. Yeah, I think the challenge with Facebook groups is that they're so large <laughs> and a lot of people go to them because of the anonymity factor, but I think that hinders the help because 
it like with the kids in the center it's not personalized we can't make so many sweeping generalizations or accusations or give advice to 5,000 people in different situations it really needs to be more tailored to what you're going through it needs to consider the full experience not just yeah because have to ask like oh well how much experience do you have what location are you in what does your contract say do you have a contract it's like so many things that are like that go into a situation besides the actual like situation and and it's yeah it's like yeah, there needs to be maybe like a discord almost i don't know but it's just like it's just things i've i've noticed recently um it's gotten crazy so it's like what can i do i'm very like what can i do yeah do you have any questions for me or any anything else you wanted to since i've been listening to your podcast and following you for so long like i know so so much not in a stalker way um but i don't think i ever heard like how you got into childcare. okay yeah so i went to so the full full story is my mom is a baby whisperer and when i was a kid she had a daycare in the basement of our house and she took care of all the neighborhood kids my mom could manage 10 kids under two by herself she's just magical okay kids love the lady um but um life happened some things happened and we had to move to atlanta i was born in maryland so we moved to Atlanta when I was young and she switched industries because she had two children to feed. Um, but growing up, she was always everyone's aunt. Like people who were not related to us. You know, you go to church, my mom somehow has a baby. Um, we come home, she's brought three extra kids over because, you know, their parents needed a break, whatever. So watching her deal with children, I kind of was like, more adults should be like this because my mom has always been the type to treat children like people, not yeah. like smaller people, you know what I mean? Um, so I went to Duke University and I intended to get my degree and work with children with learning and behavioral disabilities. Um, so I studied developmental psychology yeah. as a major, um, but all my friends moved to New York <laughs> when we graduated and I was like, I'm going to, y'all not about to leave right. me. So I went to the city and I found a job on Craigslist to be a nanny. And I would never do that in the 2022 of things, but it worked out. Um, so I worked that job for almost three years and it ended mutually because they were moving out of the city and I wanted to come back to the South. And I think I spent maybe three months thinking about not being a nanny. Um, and it was just like, nah, I'm, this is this is who I am. Um, but yeah, it started as a job to fill what I thought was a gap year. I thought I was going to go to grad school and all that good stuff. But um, I'm happy I stayed. <laughs> I get to, like your I face, am, like I'm... telling the story. You're like, wow, <laughs> you know, that's amazing. And it's funny that you said like you found the job on Craigslist. Because when I first moved to Boston, I was getting like babysitting jobs. I would literally like see a Facebook ad and go to their house the next day. And I tell people, I was like, don't ever do that. I don't know why I do right. that. Don't ever. And, they're, and I've never had an issue. They're very trusting. Right. They're too trusting. 
um, like I've had families give me a credit card and keys and I'm like, wait, do you want to see my license? No. Um, but I've like never, like it, Facebook is a good place. I was like, I don't think I would do Craigslist. <laughs> Not in 2022 anyways. Um, right. but I, this was 2011. Uh, so yeah, but I was just like, we'll do what I do, do it the better way. But I was like, yeah, I've messaged someone on a Monday and I'm at their house Tuesday morning. It's like. I was like, I just give off that vibe. I don't know. <laughs> but I'm like, uh, yeah, people are super trusting. And I'm like, don't ever do this yeah. again. You got lucky. Yeah. <laughs> Some parents are also just like exhausted. Yeah. They don't have any other option. It's like either I hire a sitter I don't know because I live in a city with no family or I'm trapped at home for five years, which. That's why I didn't mind either, like so. the mother's help position I started doing because that's what it was. She's had four kids. You know, it, right? It is. It is. And um, she just, you know, she's like, I just want some, like, to have a time to like meet. All her friends had older kids. She's like, I just want to like mm. go grab a coffee or like go to the gym or like have that one-on-one -on -one time with one of my kids. I was like, oh, I don't care. Like, you don't have to justify it to me. I'm, I'm here. It's so crazy though how different the world is now to like just 20 years ago. It's a whole different ball oh, yeah. game. Like. My mom always says, I could not raise kids now. <laughs> I see people now fighting hard. about like iPads and stuff. I was like, listen, my parents would just like, go play in the backyard. Like not to like go from completely off, but like with trick-or-treating, people were talking about like, oh, they're like not a lot of kids trick-or-treating. And it's like, cause people have their kids in apartments and not in housing. Mm -hmm. So I wonder if that's part of, mm -hmm. it's like, oh yeah, they're not in like the park neighborhoods. They're in the apartment. Well, but also neighbor, not every neighborhood is neighborly, if that makes sense. Cause we're so much more, you know, self-contained, I guess, like the familial units. We don't really know our neighbors anymore. I mean, I've lived in this neighborhood for two and a half years and my boyfriend knows neighbors. <laughs> so he'd be out there socializing, but I don't uh, know these people. Uh. <laughs> and I feel like a lot of people are like that. We just, you know, we get all caught up in our lives and our day to day and there's mm -hmm. no community, you know? So that's true. It might be part of it too. You gotta get out and be social, Amber. <laughs> I listen, and I'm gonna say this once and for all because I think I think I really put out a different <laughs> vibe into the ether. <laughs> I am not a social butterfly. I'm not an extrovert. I'm none of that's that. That's how I None of it. And people are like, no, you're out all the time. I was like, because my friends make me. I was like, if I go out, I don't go out by myself. When I get approached in public, right. I get approached by kids all the time. Kids, <laughs> adults. They yeah, I was like, listen, I'm very like in my book uh, and the kid will just be like, sit next to me, tap on me. And I'm like, hi. <laughs> but adults, I'm like, do not, do not approach. <laughs> yeah. No, I think, like, I like people. Mm -hmm. I do. And a big part of the reason I love social media is because you are allowed to socialize at your yeah. level of comfort in that moment. And that can change. I can be completely ready to socialize at 8 a.m. and over it by yeah. 8.05. And that's fine on the internet. In real life, people have a hard time with that, especially with me. I don't know what it is I'm doing wrong, but people expect me to be a big performer in person, and I am not. 
<laughs> so. be like, what's wrong? You're like, nothing's wrong. I just need love. No, quite yeah. literally. What is wrong with you? Everyone asks me what's wrong. And I'm like, what do you like mean? Do I have to do a I know. And it's like, no, I'm just like, not shut down. I'm just like having a peaceful moment. Like, I just need to chill. Are you sure everything's, I'm fine. I just like, yeah. Yeah, if you're not smiling, that's, that's it. It's like, no. Exactly. And I feel like that plays into the like stereotype that nannies have to be these like, bubbly exciting amazing outgoing people all the time i am n no i give it to the kids the kids they get it but all these other adults <laughs> i'm like i, I feel actually like need a it's like people can tell like some days i'm just like all right we're listening to music we'll find a nice kid-friendly podcast i can't talk to you today. <laughs> like i i was like uh because i do i really believe like talking to kids like you know talk to them like they're adults narrate your day i'm very all about that i was like there's no narrating today um we're gonna listen to this child development <laughs> she's gonna be so sorry we are listening to this child development podcast uh we will listen to some music but i'm like i need quiet like i personally like yeah she gets it, <laughs> it really so i don't know how you do that with really three kids <laughs> I mean, and when I tell you, I have three of the most charismatic children you will ever meet. And it's a beautiful thing. They're hilarious. They absolutely keep me on my toes. But when I get in my car, I will be parked in my driveway for 30 minutes before coming in the house. And this man is like, what are you doing? That's one thing I like about my commute. I just put my AirPods in and just read a book. <laughs> and it's just like my little bubble until I get home. I have that, I have that time mm -hmm. to decompress. So I will say, as much as I hate my commute, mm -hmm. I, that's my favorite part. <laughs> yeah, because I cannot come from like a, a real day work because some days my kids are really mm -hmm. busy, and I don't really get to see all of them. Um, but if I've had a full day with three kiddos, and it was one of those ten-hour ones, and I when I get home, I don't I don't want to hear anything. I don't want to see anything. I don't want to touch anything. I want to be invisible. <laughs> I need yeah. a minute. So, anywho, go easy on nannies. Go easy on yourself as a nanny. If you're performing all day for children, you shouldn't have to perform beyond yeah. that. PSA. I love it. <laughs> I just thought of like birthday clown or something. <laughs> like if you're performing all day for children. That's what it That's feels that. like sometimes though. So you're like singing, dancing, and clapping. You know? It's like, smile, please. Stop crying, please. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, man. Oh, my goodness. Well, this was cute. Thank you so much for coming and talking to us about getting into this industry and your experience so far. I feel like it has been really nice to watch. I, I really do because I had no idea you were such a new nanny until we talked about doing this Brand episode. <laughs> um, yeah, so again, don't underestimate the beauty, the power of social media. Don't underestimate the relevance of putting yourself out there, um, making friends, trying to be part of the community. Um, most of us are really nice. <laughs> no, you guys are awesome. Yeah, so yeah yeah thank you okay you thank guys you. um follow my friend 
Remind me your social hand, your IG handle. Yeah, so it's literally just Tania Renee on everything: Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. Um, so yeah, T E N I Y A R E N E E Tania Renee. Yay! And I will absolutely link at the very least your IG in the notes of this okay. episode, so y'all should be able to click right through and find my friend <laughs> who my very fun much... person. Yeah, no, she's a good see all my awesome adventures. <laughs> Yes, I love it. And if you want to keep up with me um, on the daily, you can find me at A Nanny's Life on Instagram, TikTok. Tw- I have a Twitter. I don't use it. Um, and also YouTube. So, y'all. <laughs> but is it really your YouTube? Yeah. No, that listen. That okay. man got me right together. <laughs> I was like, wait. I was like, wait a second. <laughs> I said, because y'all not gonna be over here on a platform that I'm not even on. No, I'm getting on it. <laughs> so yeah, I do. Well, I will definitely check out your YouTube. Yeah, I do have a YouTube. I did a, um, I did a recap of Nanny Palooza on there, and a couple of other things. So yep, check that out. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of A Nanny's Life. Hopefully, I will be back soon with you guys. Thank you.